It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Brenna Thompson, registered and licensed dietitian, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Every week we like to bring you information on how eating real food can dramatically change your life. But before we dive into today's topic, I want to tell you about a family success story. Well, earlier this year, Jamie and Steve came in for their initial consult with me. Jamie had asthma and Steve had some tummy trouble and both wanted to perform better in their next Ironman triathlon, where they will swim 2.4 miles, bike 112 miles, and then run a marathon, which is 26.2 miles. Now, within just a few weeks of their consult, Jamie was off her asthma medications, Steve no longer felt bloated, and they both had more energy for their extensive training. Pretty amazing, isn't it? That's incredible. So how did exactly that happen? Well, it it wasn't completely easy, but both Steve and Jamie had to go gluten-free. But Jamie also has to be dairy-free. She is also very sensitive to refined sugar. So most of your typical endurance foods, the gels, the bars, those types of things don't work for her. So she really has to plan her training fuel around those food sensitivities. I bet they have to eat a lot to fuel all that exercise. They do have to eat a lot. We had a little discussion when they came in for their last follow-up, and I said, if you're not working and you're not training and you're not sleeping, I said, you're eating. And you better be cooking. (laughs) Yeah, and you better be cooking. And if you're not eating, then you're sleeping. That's right. Yeah, so each week, Steve likes to grill up lots of protein, such as grass-fed beef burgers and sausages that they get from a local farmer. And that way, they always have food to eat after their extra-long workouts. But I just want to wish them both good luck tomorrow as they race through their second Ironman triathlon in Arizona. I know you're going to do great. But this brings me to today's actual topic, which is nutrition for the road. And to help me out, you've already heard their voices. I have great guests and avid travelers, Mary Hauge and Tina Beeler. So good morning, ladies. Well, good morning. Thanks for having me again. Well, we're excited to have both of you. And hello. I hope my three delightful students from the North Oak six-week series are listening. <laughs> I want to wish a special good morning to Vicki, Katie, and Kristen. Now, wait a minute. I have three wonderful classes this week, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Saturday, and they're all my favorites. Oh. So if you're listening in, you're all my favorite. Oh, there's going to be trouble in this <laughs> studio this morning. <laughs> okay, well, both Mary and Tina started out as weight and wellness clients, but after discovering the power of real foods for themselves, and then, of course, some pretty intensive training, they are now, as you can tell, our weight and wellness class educators. So today is a very relevant topic, especially especially this time of year as we ha- head toward the holidays. We know that a lot of you are going to be traveling somehow, Um, by plane, by train, by automobile. Um, And we often get classes, uh, questions in our classes of people wanting to know, what are they going to eat when they're traveling? How do they stay on track when they're out of town? 
So we're here today to give you lots of ideas. Whether I'm traveling or not, the first thing I do is eat a good balanced breakfast. Exactly. Um, I completely agree. Every morning, it is the fuel that starts your engine, and you would never run your car without gas. Well, you don't want to run your body without fuel either. And so a lot of times, if we are planning a trip, um, we will make smoothies to take along in the car just to get us going on our way. That's a great, great idea there, Mary. And I know right now, on I think people on our Facebook page have maybe seen the new pumpkin smoothie. Oh, I'm addicted. Let's oh. <laughs> just say... <laughs> Yeah, that's good stuff there. And that's going to give you the brain fuel fuel that you need for all that navigating. When I fly to New York to visit my daughter, I actually pack hard-boiled eggs, bacon, and vegetables that have been cooked in coconut oil in a small Ziploc bags. I will eat them either at the gate or on the plane. This does involve a little planning, though. Most people, when leaving on a trip, need to pack stop the mail, stop the papers, get the dog to the kennel, etc. And now suddenly you have one more thing to do on your to-do list, but this is worth it. In fact, I usually even pre-make two of these breakfasts and I eat one as soon as I wake up. And then it's about three hours later when I'm boarding the plane and I eat it on the plane then. And bringing your own food means you don't have to rely on something else in the airport or a trip to the gas station to try to get nothing that would really be good for you. No. And it's not going to fuel your journey. And when you get there, instead of feeling lousy because you had to stop at the gas station, you'll feel great because you planned ahead and brought your own food. And many times those gas stations, people buy donuts, but those donuts, muffins, and pastries typically contain trans fats and always contain too much sugar. Both of these ingredients block your insulin receptors and your neurotransmitter receptors. This means that they lead to weight gain, bad moods, and brain fog. And who really wants to have brain fog or bad moods when they're heading for vacation or for a relative's house? Let alone gain weight when they're on vacation. Right. Nobody wants to do that. And speaking of trans fats, have you seen the news? Yes. Exciting as that. (laughs) It's awesome. I can't believe it took them so long. The FDA is removing trans fats from the generally recognized as safe list. It will no longer be allowed to be used as an ingredient in food products. And researchers believe this change may help prevent 20,000 heart attacks and save 7,000 lives each year. And that's because those trans fats clog arteries. When we start looking at the plaque that's built up in them and we kind of dissect it out and look at it under a microscope, we can actually look at it and we know that those plaques are made from trans fats. Right. And on the other hand, if you're eating a really good fat, even a saturated fat like butter or coconut oil or olive oil um, or nuts and seeds that have not been roasted in those bad fats, you're not going to affect your heart in that negative way. No, it's going to be good for your heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's interesting because some of the articles that I've read through still told people to limit or avoid saturated fats. Well, that's because most of these journalists really, well, all of those journalists, they're not nutrition experts. They're not nutritionists or dietitians. They don't have a real medical background. And like so many people, including those medical experts, they are still confused and do not understand that saturated fats such as organic butter or organic lard and coconut oil are actually good for us. And yes, she said lard. 
I did say lard. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to learn how to render lard. Oh, nice. <laughs> so let's just hope they don't start replacing these trans fats with high fructose corn syrup or come up with another form of a preservative that will be just as harmful to us. Because anytime we take fat out of food products, we have to put something in it to try and make it taste right. good. Because we all know fat tastes the best. It does taste great. <laughs> yes. And high fructose corn syrup is cheap, and that's why they like to use right. it. But right you are, Mary. Now, I understand you took a trip to Florida this past year with your family. What did you do while you were traveling to keep everyone eating real foods that were not filled with trans fats or high fructose corn syrup? Well, my first step was when looking for a place to stay, we went down to the Keys. Um, I'd never been there. None of us had ever been down to the Keys. And the first step was to look for a place that had a full kitchen. And while I thought that that was going to be difficult and expensive, it really wasn't. We ended up renting a home. Mm-hmm. Not only did it have a full kitchen, it also had a nice grill on the deck. Oh, we fabulous. were right on the ocean. So the first thing we did when we got down there was we went to the grocery store and we planned our menu for the week. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people have a smartphone these days or they have a GPS. If you plug in natural foods, you can find a, a natural food store, a Trader Joe's, a Whole Foods, a co-op. Those are the things that would come up. Yeah. And down in the Keys, while we didn't find one of those, we found a grocery store that had a natural food selection. Oh, that's awesome. And we were able to get um, nitrate-free lunch meat, mm-hmm. and we did pickle roll-ups in yeah. the car when we were traveling. It's the lunch meat spread with a little real um, full-fat cream cheese, and then just a dill pickle rolled up inside of there. I'm sure you've all had them at a party. Sometimes it's ham. Sometimes it's turkey. Um I made veggie trays, and so before we would go to eat meals, I'd set out the tray, and they would snack on those. And with teenagers, you got to they need snacks, yeah, right. And so that was a great option. And then we all pitched in and made parts of the meal so that we did not spend our time driving to a restaurant, waiting in line, sitting down, and then paying exorbitant prices for the meal. It took us maybe fifteen minutes to throw something together, and we got to eat. And go spend our day in the ocean or on the beach or whatever. It was That's, fabulous. That sounds like a great time. And I think we're going to hear more about Mary's trip when we come back from break. But it is that time. Mm-hmm. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Have you ever found yourself running to the bathroom while on vacation? Maybe traveling leaves you with knots in your tummy. If that's you, you're not alone. In fact, 15 to 45% of people experience traveler's diarrhea or other infections when traveling. Even just visiting your in-laws can increase your risk of getting sick. When we come back, Brenna will discuss how bifidobacteria can help prevent both diarrhea and the family flu bug. If you have food or nutrition questions, give the studio a call at 651-641-1071. If you live with digestive problems, it's not just miserable, it's embarrassing. You might even find it tough to tell your doctor about your gas, bloating, heartburn, constipation, or diarrhea. The nutrition educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness understand no one wants to talk tummy trouble, but that can keep you suffering. So they've come up with a brilliant solution, an online version of the popular gut reaction class. That's right, online. You won't sit in a group or even leave home. 
You'll learn about foods that trigger digestive discomfort and how to restore intestinal balance. You'll learn how to get rid of bloating, stop heartburn, and relieve constipation and diarrhea. But it's all done privately when it's convenient for you. You know the old saying, you're only as sick as your secrets. If you're ready to heal and give up those digestive aids advertised on TV, this is the class for you. Register for Gut Reactions online at weightandwellness.com or call for information at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. To prevent yourself from getting sick while traveling, I recommend taking bifidobacteria every day. When we have enough good bacteria in our body, there isn't room for bad bacteria to invade. And most people need to take one capsule of our Bifido Balance before each meal to prevent infections. But last year, I discovered how it can also help you get over an infection. So last October, Ryan and I were taking a trip to Germany. And on the way over, I was lovingly seated next to a woman who I'm pretty sure she had a cold or something. And for eight hours, I got to listen to her cough and sniffle. And sure enough, the next morning after we got to Munich and found a restaurant, went to bed, woke up the next morning and I had a sore throat and my nose was stuffy. And I started taking eight bifido capsules every eight eight. because (laughs) I was just that's what I had with me. Because, of course, you know, you can only bring so much when you're traveling. And I had only brought, I think, bifido and magnesium and some melatonin. And I thought, all right, I can't get sick. So I started taking eight bifido capsules every day. And sure enough, by that afternoon and the next day, I felt better. Wow. And I didn't get sick the rest of the trip. Good to hear. I know. It's the power of your intestinal tract. That's right. Yeah. Now, Tina, I think you had a question from a classmate. I did. Yesterday, I was teaching up in North Oaks, and Katie, one of my students, asked me for ideas of traveling and staying at someone else's house. And Mary, you were mentioning before that you do quite a bit of this. What do you do? I do. And if anyone wants to invite me to their home, this is an open (laughs) invitation for you as well. (laughs) When I go visit, um, especially my in-laws in Colorado, I plan on cooking for them for the whole entire week. Now, it is sort of my gift um, in a backwards sort of way because I want to make sure that my family gets to eat well my three children and my husband and I. So I am bringing them five people and they're only a family of two. And she doesn't know how to cook for seven. And I certainly know how to cook for seven. And you know more. how to cook for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> for millions. Yes. So um, what I do the minute I get there is I do like I do at home. I plan a grocery list with my meals planned out for the whole entire week. And we sort of set out what we'll be doing. And um, so if my meal needs to be quick or can be more long and involved. But I go to the grocery store. I buy all the groceries. I bring them home. I cook for the whole entire week. She's in heaven because <laughs> she doesn't have to worry about anything. Right. And I'm in heaven because I'm getting to eat well. And my kids are in heaven because they're full. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and for someone who doesn't know how teenagers eat, um, it is really a treat. So anyone out there want me to come and cook for them for a week? If you have an exotic location, I'm all over it. (laughs) (laughs) That's those are some great tips. And Mary, you have a lot of experience just having to do that kind of meal planning on a weekly basis. Well, the other thing, too, I think about when you travel to relatives, people don't want to feel rude. No, like I can only eat this and I can't eat that. And I am gluten and dairy intolerant. And 
this is a way that you don't have to be rude. Yeah. Go and offer to cook for them and plan their meals. And it is truly a gift. My sister-in-law absolutely loves it when we go there. She probably invites you back. Every year. (laughs) (laughs) We've been doing that trip for, we've been married 24 years, and I bet we've been out there 20 years Mm -hmm. for um, at least probably 10 days that we stay a week. And then the traveling piece is the other three days. Now, are you planning suppers for the whole week? Are you planning lunches, everything? Everything. Everything. Yep. I plan everything from breakfast, lunch, dinner. And I remember the first time, um, not, not too many years ago, my kids were now teenagers, but I was at the grocery store and I was buying peppers and tomatoes and cucumbers. And she said, we're never going to eat all that. I said, want to bet? Just watch. Watch. I mean, it lasted maybe one day. I cut them up, mm-hmm. you know, as a, a tray for the kids and and we got some dressing. And, you know, obviously when you're away from home, you're not going to find the exact things you would find at home. But you do the best you can with reading labels. I, and so I set that tray out and it was gone. That's a good point to make there is that we do the best we can. Right. Yes. And by planning ahead and being there and helping to plan those meals, you were able to avoid the many food traps that so many people fall into, not only when traveling, but just when they're at home on a daily basis. Right. And I recently read an article by Dr. Mark Hyman, and he states that the average American consumes 29 pounds of French fries a year. 23 pounds of pizza, 24 pounds of ice cream. Now, who are you out there? Because the three of us aren't eating that. <laughs> no, no, we're not. But that's, that's very telling of what our diets are made out oh, of. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, I've had time to do the math here. And that's <laughs> almost a half pound of each, each week. Right. And I think we can all agree that these are not health foods. And because they're not health foods, they're not going to build your health. No, they're going to destroy your health. And yet people continue to eat them on a very frequent basis. And I just I encourage people to think about if these are foods that you're eating on a regular basis, how do you feel when you eat them? Do you feel like you have great energy or are you feeling sluggish? Do you feel bloated? And if you're traveling and you're eating these foods, how are you going to feel? You know, I think you're going to probably feel sluggish. And bloated. Yeah, you will. Dr. Hyman also wrote that the average American drinks 53 gallons of soda and consumes 23 pounds of artificial sweeteners each year. And so that's a gallon of soda each week. Is that crazy? No, it's not. (laughs) Because I have had multiple clients and know people who are drinking more than that. They're probably drinking a gallon of soda a day. Wow. Yeah. All that soda, even diet soda, leads to insulin resistance and weight gain. Now, instead of reaching for soda, including the diet soda, I just read some research earlier this week. I was doing a little bit of looking up and Googling and PubMedding for Dar and Nancy, and I came across an article, and it was talking about how saccharin, which goes by the name Sweet and Low, mm-hmm. has been shown to actually alter glucose metabolism in your body. Wow. And that can lead to, again, it can lead to weight gain, but it also leads to more cravings. Right. For carbohydrates. For carbohydrates. So instead of reaching for soda or sweet tea or frappuccinos while traveling, what might be some better options? (laughs) How about water? Water. (laughs) And water is always our best option. But sometimes you might think, well, water's a little boring. So how could I make it not so boring? 
Well, you could choose a smart sparkling water mm-hmm. like a LaCroix or a Mendota Springs, or you could put stevia fruit drops. or stevia drops or vegetables like cucumbers. cucumbers. I had one that was a cucumber lime. It was delicious. And none of those things have artificial ingredients or any added sugar. After traveling to India, I've learned to enjoy coconut water. We would get greeted with this with right in the little in the coconut, coconut shell. Oh, yes, it neat. was so good. And now I even find it sold at most gas stations and in airport terminals. That's those are great tips. And I used to love drinking the fat-free skinny mochas while traveling. That was my quote unquote treat for traveling. But now I know that they are much too high in sugar. In fact, a typical 12-ounce Starbucks mocha will turn into eight and a half teaspoons of sugar in your body. And when I'm just sitting in a car, not doing anything, that's too much sugar. And instead, I now bring my insulated to-go mug. And before leaving home, I add about half a scoop of our chocolate dynamic greens. And then I pour in a little bit of my own organic cream. And if I'm leaving home, I just take that cream and I stick it in the freezer. That sounds really good. So that then when I get back from the trip, my cream hasn't gone bad. Right. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then when you stop for your coffee, you've actually created your own antioxidant mocha. I sure have. And what I also like about that is when I'm traveling, my other tip is I'll get decaf coffee so that while we're traveling and then especially wherever we get that night, if it's later in the afternoon, I'm not kind of hyped up on caffeine. Right. So now, Tina... As someone who not only travels across the country, but around the world, when we come back from break, I'm going to have you tell us all about how you eat in balance while you're traveling. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Between traveling to visit the in-laws, all the office parties, the holiday goodies, and maybe a few too many glasses of eggnog, it's no wonder the average American gains between one and five pounds during the holiday season. Maybe this doesn't sound like a lot, but the problem is most people never lose that weight over the coming years. It's easy to see how that one to five pounds adds up to after several years. Make this the year that you finally stop that vicious cycle. When we get back, Tina will have dates and locations for our upcoming Nutrition for Weight Loss class series. If you have questions for us, call the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. To help you prevent the dreaded holiday weight gain, or maybe to help you continue with your balanced eating, we have two Nutrition for Weight Loss classes starting December 10th from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. The first is at the St. Paul office, and the second is at the North Oaks office. We are also offering the series in Wyzetta starting Thursday, December 12th from 7 to 8 p.m. To sign up, simply call the office at 651-699-3438, or you could register online at weightandwellness.com. Well, I know we said that we were going to have Tina come on and give us all of her travel tips, but first we've got a couple of callers here. Good morning, Miss Shelley. You are on Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Yes, good morning. Actually, it's, it's more of just a comment. Um, you had mentioned when you travel, you drink decaf coffee so it doesn't keep you awake when you get to your destination. Right. And so I had just recently learned, <clears throat> excuse me, that Starbucks does not carry any decaf coffee 
that is filtered w- with the water process. Mm-hmm. They all, it's all chemical. So I'm just, I just wanted to let people know that, um, that that's maybe something you should be asking when you're getting decaf. That is certainly something you can ask when you are out and about. And that's good to know about Starbucks. Uh, around here, I know we've also got caribou. Whenever I'm out, if I can, I also like to try and find some of the local coffee houses. And a lot of times... I just wasn't aware that they that all their decaps were now processed with chemicals, which is disappointing. Well, then we should start calling and sending Starbucks some emails, shouldn't we? Yes, we should. Okay. <laughs> all right. We'll get right on that. Thank you so much, Shelly. Thank you. And we've got another caller here. Good morning, Miss Eileen. You have a question for us? Yes. Uh, this past week on the radio and also in the newspaper, a big blurb about uh, put more people on cholesterol-lowering drugs and uh, also not to be consuming saturated fats. And I was wondering if you heard it or what you thought about it. Oh, you bet I heard about <laughs> yeah, this <me> one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, okay, that one is a little troubling. And the big thing that my concern with it is, is that we're still just covering up the main problem. And we're not getting to the root of the inflammation. And that's why cholesterol goes up. And so we're just putting all of these people, whether they have, I mean, I know their new um, rules for it is something where if you have type 1 or type 2 diabetes, they want to put people on the statin or depending upon their LDL or their triglycerides, they want to do that as well. But then they're also basing it off of a very, um, oh, what is the word I'm looking for, kind of arbitrary number of what your 10-year risk of having a heart attack is. Right. So isn't it also going by family history? Yes. Yep. Age, family history, race, all of this. But the problem is there's no research showing that what they would call first-line therapy, so using statins as a preventive, it doesn't work for heart disease. That's really only been studied and found to be somewhat useful for people who have already had a cardiac event. How about all that uh, eliminating all the saturated fat? Well, that's just nonsense because... <laughs> and, do, and who is the, who is actually... Did, do you know who actually did this research or is coming up with it? Is it just a drug company or what? Well, that, those are really good questions. So the people who are doing the research, oftentimes, yes, it is the drug companies. Mm-hmm. And it's also other just private companies or universities often do a lot of research. But... It's one of those where we need saturated fats. Saturated fats are what help give our cells strength and stability. So we need saturated fats in our diet. Okay. Well, it sure is uh, troubling to hear something like that. Anyway, thank you. It is troubling. Thank you. And you got to remember that not all fats are bad and there are good saturated fats. Yes. And those are nuts and butter. and And lard. Lard. And coconut oil. Coconut oil. And those are great, but... The trans fats definitely will affect your heart in a negative way. Yes. of We always tell people the only kind of fat-free diet I would ever recommend would be a trans fat-free. And those that are hydrogenated, partially hydrogenated, fractionated, mono and diglycerides, those all fall in that bad fat category. Yes, they do. Because we, we talk about trans fats, but we also talk a lot about what we just call processed fats. Mm-hmm. And refined oils, and those are the ones that will create that inflammation in the blood vessel. And if you come to our classes, you learn all about those things. Particularly the weight and wellness series. Yes. Love it. (laughs) Now, 
Let's get a little bit more from Miss Tina over here. And Tina, just tell us what you do when you travel, because you've been all over the world. Well, what I do, I have two systems if I check a bag or do carry-on. But I think I'll talk about the carry-on today. Okay. There's that three-ounce rule at airport security, so you kind of have to be careful with your liquids that you bring on. Yes, those liquids, gels, and anything that's like a pudding consistency. Yes, yeah, but I like to be prepared for my trip on the plane with snacks other than besides the breakfast that I bring. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what I'll do is I bring some olives that I've drained, and I have them in a Ziploc bag. And um, if I, I'll bring those if I know I'm eating them within a few hours. Then I don't need any refrigeration. Also... I found my co-op sells this great buffalo jerky that doesn't need refrigeration. So that's a great protein source. They also have turkey sticks, Mm nitrate-free, that you can find. And um, I buy a brand called Lou's Garrett Valley that um, you can get, and they don't need refrigeration also. Mm -hmm. So um, the only thing with those, they're a little spicy. So if you open the package, the people sitting around you might smell them, but they're very delicious. Well, they're just going to get jealous. (laughs) You can share. Satisfied, yeah, I would offer. And then a lot of times what I do too is I'll bring celery sticks, put a little almond butter, I'll do this at home, and have them in a Ziploc bag. And that way that's a great little... That carbohydrate and fat to eat with my protein. Right. And then um, depending on what I have at home or if I stop and get this, I'll get fruit. Maybe bring um, an apple or a banana. I've been known to bring pears. If I bring an orange, I usually peel that at home just so you don't have that smelly orange. Yeah, and then you get the white stuff on your fingers. Right, right. (laughs) And then I just have little Ziploc bags. And then I always bring my favorite tea bag. I'm not a fan of the tea you get that, that you get served on the plane. No. Usually it's that. The Lipton something or other. And so this way I can enjoy the flight with my favorite tea. Yeah. But I I do have to say, if I check a bag, I will throw in some cans of those green olives. These Mm -hmm. are like my favorite thing. They taste like black olives. Okay. And they have a special top, a pop top, that you don't need a can opener. And this is a great healthy fat. They don't need refrigeration. It's perfect for traveling. And it's even good for road trips. Because you can fit that can right in the cup holder. And they're easy to drain. And I I will give this credit to my sister, Anita. We suddenly left on a road trip to Chicago a few summers ago. And she grabbed a couple of those for our trip down. And it worked out so good. It was just a delicious thing. I love that. Now, we do have... A couple other callers, and I want to get to at least one of them because it looks like we've got more questions on cholesterol, if you don't mind. <laughs> good morning, Miss Bridget. You've got a question for us? Hi, good morning. Good morning. You know, um, I actually had a, a follow-up comment um, to share a, a great success with you guys regarding cholesterol meds. Okay. Um, my husband, the last few years, although he works out constantly and is way healthier naturally than me. His cholesterol naturally has been very high, and his uh, general practitioner has wanted to put him, recommended every year the last two years after his physical, to put him on the cholesterol drugs, um, which I, of course, um, always pitched a big fit once he got home and said, absolutely not, there's no way, let's find something else. Um, Well, actually, wonderfully enough, my husband was in for a blood draw for uh, something about eight months ago, and a nurse told him, oh, no, 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 don't go on those drugs. The best thing to lower cholesterol naturally is a red rice yeast supplement. 
And my, he said it's all natural. It's you know just a supplement you can pick up, you know, at Whole Foods or wherever. Um, so my husband said, okay, I'll try it. So um, anyway, he's been on it for about I think it's been about six months or so, and he just had his physical, and his um, cholesterol went down to normal levels, which is amazing. And it's so I'm just so thrilled, and I would love to get your opinion on that, and of course to share that with your listeners. Well, I think that's fantastic that he's had a success with that. And yes, red yeast rice it is very effective at helping to lower cholesterol levels because it works similarly in the body to statin medications, but it's such a tiny, tiny amount. I think it's a tenth of what the dosage is for an actual statin and really doesn't have a lot of those negative side effects that you can get with statin medications. And of course, even with taking that supplement, we would always say food first, real fats, real carbs, real proteins, and that's what we need too. Of course, you know yeah. that's what's been so frustrating for my husband is he he doesn't like sweets. He's at the the gym or yoga six days a week. Um, he's a very natural. We don't eat red meat in the house. It's just been so puzzling because, um, you know, for diet and exercise, there's not really much to critique him on. No, and <laughs> so, I will uh, say of if you, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with all of those things. But as kind of a last resort, um, it's just been kind of a natural miracle for us. That's great. And I will say, if you enjoy red meat, I always encourage people to buy the organic or grass-fed because it's actually high in omega-3s and can be good for heart health. So okay, thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much, Bridget. Yeah, thank you. Have-, Have a great day. Yes. And, you know, I think it's about time for us to take our last break of the day. So take it away, Tina. It's gone by fast. It has. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We hope that today's show has given you plenty of ideas on how to eat well while traveling, no matter what your mode of transportation is. But when you finally arrive at your destination, do you ever find it difficult to sleep in a strange bed? Maybe at your relatives or in a hotel? Or maybe you crossed several time zones and now 11 a.m. feels more like 8 p.m., To help me sleep when traveling, I always bring magnesium glycinate and take 400 milligrams before bed to ensure a restful night's sleep. I also bring and take melatonin. I put a 5-milligram tablet under my tongue and allow it to dissolve before I sleep. I find this helps with jet lag and time changes. This way, I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for all the following day's adventures. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has so many great classes coming up. There is something for everyone. This Wednesday night, Maple Grove, from 6 to 9, we are offering hot flash solutions. If you are a woman going through perimenopause or menopause, or a man who needs to help your wife, (laughs) (laughs) encourage her. (laughs) You need relief from night sweats, mood swings, and cravings. This is the class for you. The following night, Thursday, November 21st in Hudson, Wisconsin, people can learn all about going gluten-free the healthy way from 6 to 8. This would be a great time to ask questions on how to travel for the holidays while still eating gluten-free without feeling deprived. To sign up, call 651-699-3438. And finally, for anyone who needs to brush up on his or her cooking skills, Romaine will be teaching our first ever cooking class at Mississippi Market on Tuesday, December 3rd from 5.30 to 7.30. To sign up for this class, you will need to call Mississippi Market at 
310-930-9499. Okay, now we've got one caller here, so I think we're going to take that before we get back into our travel tips. Good morning, Miss Sarah. You have questions about arthritis? Hi. Yeah, I was just wondering if uh, there's anything you'd advise for kind of preventing arthritis or osteoarthritis. I have it on both sides of my family. I would definitely encourage you to eat lots of healthy fats because those are going to help lubricate your joints. Okay. And then for arthritis, the big things are to avoid anything that's going to inflame those joints. And we know that sugar is a huge one. That will go in and break down that joint tissue. The other thing would be to kind of look at your diet and maybe look at other parts of your health as a whole and your family and help determine if there is maybe a gluten or a dairy sensitivity in there because those kinds of foods can, again, they'll go in and aggravate that tissue. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Uh, Yes. Thank you so much. I didn't even know where to start. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, Tina, I think you've got more tips on traveling. Well, I do. I have a few other little protein sources that I will also pack along. Because those are hard. They are. Those are the difficult things when you're traveling, I believe. Yes. So even at home, they are. Um, I will go to either like a Super Target or most grocery stores sell these, but they're tuna and salmon packs that come in these foil packs <laughs> that you can just tear them open easily. And um, th- that's a good protein source. And, and is that something you, you bring as your carry-on or in your check bag? Um, I usually put that in my check bag. Okay. I don't want to be eating tuna, tuna and salmon on the, on the fit. That would airplane. be pushing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, when we went to Florida, I packed a whole container of our wellness whey protein. Oh, wow. In my checked bag. In your checked bag. You know, I left it in the container because I didn't want them to think it was <laughs> something else. Some other kind of powder. Yes. Um, and we had protein smoothies every other day. And then the days in between, I would make an egg breakfast. Yeah. It was great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. We, I know we were talking about that three ounce rule and kind of looking at some of the fats. The other thing that I really like to pack are the little individual things of the coconut butter or the, I think it's Jason's almond butter. Or Justin's. Justin's, Justin's yeah. almond butter. I love butter. those too. I bring those. And yeah. those are easy. I mean, in a pinch, it you rip the top of it off and you just kind of eat it out of the yep. little packet there. Or the servings of the holy guacamole mm-hmm. um, or hummus dip. With yeah. some pre-cut vegetables, as long as you're bringing under three ounces of that. It can go right through security. through security. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who, she doles out little portions of peanut butter into a little container, and then she brings whole carrots with her and just sits in the airplane or in the airport and eats that as part of her snack. Yep. But Sounds really good. Yeah. and But okay, so what else well, have we got for protein? Um... Well, the tuna and salmon packs, buffalo jerky, turkey sticks. And then I also bring, I get these paleo protein bars mm-hmm. that I buy at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And I always have those on hand when I travel. That way I can just put them in my purse. Yes. And when you're out and about and you're hungry, then you have a snack. Right. Because if you're shopping in New York, you got you to gotta be. You need energy you for need that. You need energy for that. Yes, you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Or if you're on a car trip, like when we drive to Colorado, I will bring cold chicken mm-hmm. and we have to stop anyway right. to go to the bathroom or to stretch our legs. And a lot of times those um, rest stops have a pavilion and you can have a picnic there. 
I love doing that. In the summertime. And we just lay everything out on a tablecloth and have at it. And, you know, the pro- the chicken, cold chicken is a great, easy mm-hmm. source of protein. It is. That will go anywhere with you. I'll make wraps before we leave, maybe the night before or right before we hop in the car to go on our road trips. And I'll pack a wrap with a, it's a gluten-free tortilla type of thing. And it's fairly low carb, but I make that. For Ryan, I make one for me, and we've got it in our little plastic Ziploc bags yeah. so we can kind of just eat that as we're driving, especially in the winter. Yeah. Don't always want to stop if it's cold, but we do have a caller here. Okay, if we take this? Great. Okay. Good morning, Miss Ann or Annie. You have a question? Yeah, I want to know um, if you guys have any comments or um, information about 5-2 intermittent fasting and what you think about that. The 5-2, I'm not familiar with. I have definitely heard of some of the other intermittent fasting. I think it tends to work better for men than for women. This is just where um, oftentimes people might say eat supper and then maybe not eat again until lunch. But I find that particularly for women, it doesn't work out well. It can... uh, trigger more cravings or it messes with their hormone balance. So I tend to, you know, of course, with weight and wellness, we're always promoting eating every three, four hours. And I think that works best for most people, particularly if they also have a lot of cravings. So, okay. Yeah. But thank you. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I think really what this comes down to is we are committed to health and we're committed to being good examples for our families and our friends and our class participants. And we always kind of joke um, at our teachers' meetings that in the grocery store, we only buy good, nutritious food because God forbid someone from our class would see our cart. I've had somebody from, <laughs> I've had a client, I had a client come up to me when I was in Whole Food, or no, I think I was at Fresh and Natural. And of course, you know, she's kind of looking in my yes. cart, see what I have. Oh, and... I've run into tons of my class um, participants in Lakewinds. Tons oh, of them. And you know they're looking in your cart. Because they want to see what you got. <laughs> Are you really doing yeah. what you say you do? And we do. Yes. That's right. So, you know, I think some other things when we are traveling, people, I, I don't know about you, but I love to, I do like to go out and sample the local fare. Mm-hmm. But we still need to make some balanced choices. And one of the big things, of course, depending upon where you're at, you can do just maybe a grilled chicken salad or something. But I know all three of us are gluten-free. So, and dairy-free. And dairy-free. Yes. <laughs> oh, just pile it on. But that's when you just you have to let people know what your preferences are. And then you get into the issue of salad dressing. Right. What do you ladies do? Sometimes if I'm faced with no choice, I will get have nothing on my salad. And then again, they usually have olives at the bar. And so I'll get some, I'll ask for olives Mm -hmm. and I can put that on my salad for healthy fat. Okay. That's what I've done. Um, I have um, kind of gone to asking, do you have an oil and vinaigrette of some kind? And a lot of times they will have just straight olive oil Mm -hmm. and vinaigrette. You can do that. Or if I um, will get a taco salad, Mm -hmm. I use the salsa as the dressing and just ask for the, not the bread shell or Bread that bowl or something that whatever it comes in, the taco shell. Fried and trans in. fats. Yeah, yeah, I just say, I don't want the shell. I just want 
you know, everything else. And then I use the salsa for the dressing. Oh, great. And maybe a little sour cream. Or maybe some guacamole. Yep. Guacamole. Yeah, that would be good. I've been to places and I've asked, what kind of oil do you have? And they said, cooking oil. And they can't <laughs> tell me what kind it is. So that's why I go with nothing. <laughs> right. Yes. And the other thing is, Mary, you had talked about how now everybody's got their smartphones right. these days. So you can also... Look, look up the menu. Look up the menu. And it'll tell you what's in there. And I remember one time, I don't remember where we were eating, but um, I tried to do my best by ordering, you know, plain meat and vegetables and, you know, not it's your safest bet. Yeah, yes. safest I could go, which sometimes that's what you're up against. You have to eat, right? Yeah. I had a headache for a day and a half. And I went back on that restaurant's website to see what could have given me that headache. Uh, it was MSG. Oh, and a headache. Mm. I went, oh my gosh, I never get a headache day and a half with a headache. That's brutal. And there must have been some in the seasoning that was on the meat. And yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty bad. Okay. Well, I want to thank both Mary and Tina for joining me this morning. I hope you and all of our listeners have safe, healthy travels this holiday season. And good eating. <laughs> and good eating. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.